Welcome. Welcome to a sneak peek episode of the upcoming Church Marketing Podcast. My name is Dave Shrine, and I literally could not be more excited to be pulling together this first sneak peek episode. As a matter of fact, this is the second time that I have recorded this intro, and the reason is the first time around, I just kept talking about how excited I was. I had so much to say about the anticipation that I have for what we are going to be doing here together. Really, it is, uh, it is something that I guess selfishly uh, I am excited because, shoot, folks, we've got some incredible folks that we are going to be bringing in and getting just real life practical tips, real life examples of what church communications look like all over the United States, and hopefully bring in some international uh, international examples as well. So um, I don't want to take too long here because there's so much that I want to say, and I'm going to save it for our first episode, which right now we are shooting for early May. So be on the lookout for our first episode coming up in early May. We are all but confirmed on who our first guest is going to be, and I think you're going to like it. But I can't say anything else right now because the guest is all but confirmed. And until you have confirmation in this world, you can say nothing at all. So I've already said too much. What I did want to say beyond that is I've just got a really quick conversation, just a portion of a conversation that I had with Phil Bowdle. Phil is the communications director out at Westridge Church in, uh, I believe it's Atlanta, Georgia, or a suburb of Atlanta. Uh, Phil has been on the gig out there uh, for quite some time, and he's got a blog. If you haven't checked it out, I would invite you to go to philbaudel.com. Check out his blog. He does a great job posting stuff extremely relevant to church communicators. Uh, we just had a really short conversation, and I just wanted to share uh, almost as if to say, hey, become a fly on the wall for the next several minutes. Uh, Phil and I just talked back and forth about a little bit what we have coming up for Easter, um, how we're using social media, how Phil has adapted his Easter plan from last year to this year. And really without further ado, I am going to turn it over to our conversation. One little disclaimer. I don't know what happened with my microphone. It sounded fine when I was talking to Phil and I thought everything was in, in order, but it sounds a little bit funky, so please don't judge me. Uh, I'm going to do everything that I can to make sure that the audio quality uh, is of the highest standards because, let's face it, computers have made this thing pretty easy, and achieving high-quality audio should not be that hard. So that's my commitment to you. All right, with the disclaimer, here we go. Just a short clip of my conversation with Phil Bowdle. So we're here with Phil Bowdle and uh, just having a conversation today on uh, putting together a communications plan uh, for Easter or really any type of big event. Um, I know that in my, my job at my church, uh, I never have really been able to run stuff by another communications director. There's just not a whole lot of people um, who put together complete communication strategies for you know Easter or Christmas or you know, a, a big church event. And so having a guy like Phil, um, you know, who has been doing it for, for a while, 
uh, super helpful. So Phil, thanks so much for taking the time to, uh, to talk with me today and to uh, kind of share a little bit about what's going on um, with you guys out in Georgia. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. It's good to be here. So, um, so let's just get right into it. Um, what, uh, what, what are you guys looking at for Easter this year? Like, what are you super excited about um, as part of your communication strategy? And, uh, and then maybe I'll ask a few more specific questions, but just kind of give me a brief overview of like, what, what, what are you trying to accomplish through your communication strategy this year? Sure. Well, you know, every year, typically for Easter, we have from a service plan, we're trying to figure out a specific angle that we're taking with a, either a theme or a specific topic or verse. Um, but really, that doesn't play a ton into the promotional plan because usually people are going to come because it's Easter or because it's mm-hmm. a, a Sunday and they're typically coming anyway. So really, we're just trying to enhance that experience for them to get there. And so um, the ways that right now we're kind of we're kind of hinting at the theme and the direction of that through the art that we're doing. But really, from the promotion side, we're focusing heavy on um, a couple things. And our, and our social media strategy, we're really trying to focus on emotionally connecting and um, being visually engaging with our posts. So that it's not just um, um, not just focusing just on the information and saying, here's the service, come to it. We're trying to connect people into, here's why it's going to matter. Here's why, here's why you should come. Um, here's the kind of experience you're going to see. And so, you know, doing that in an emotionally connecting and visually engaging way uh, is going to connect more in the space of social media that really the info often gets tuned out of. Mm-hmm. So really trying to reach that space there. You know, and then I think also just even in for for our team, we're focusing a lot on prayer. I mean, we often get so wrapped up in our in our own um, plans and ideas on here's how we want it to go, but we know nothing of eternal significance happens apart from prayer. So for us, even as a team, we're just trying to focus off on that side of it too, and just pray that that God will use Easter services here and all over the place in, in a big way. Um, but really, you know, for our our plan, we. We don't typically jump towards really expensive billboard type of things. We really try to focus on how do we give our inner audience a, a taste of what they're going to experience and equip them with practical ways that they can help share that with their friends. Because we know, um, you know, most most people are going to be much more likely to, to step through our doors if they've been invited from a friend or if they're walking in with a friend compared yeah. to if they see some advertisement somewhere. Yeah. Um, so we really want to enhance that. And we equip that with things like a invite card or, you know, making our posts really designed not only for information for our audience, but really information for the audience that we want them to share with mm-hmm. um, so that, so that ultimately our, our audience can help spread the word and get more people here. Well, let me ask you about, I mean, I've got several things that I want to, ask you about that you just said, but the, the most recent one, you said uh, invite card. What does that look like? like? What do you guys do for an invite card? We do, um, every year we've been doing, uh, before we did like four by six postcard, typical size, we've actually moved really towards just a three by three square um, card. And what that does is it, it, it gives something that people can easily put in their pocket. They can easily grab 20 of them, stick it in their pocket and have everything they need to be able to go to work that day, put it in their purse or anything like that, and um, share that with their friends. So instead of trying to bring the experience to them of saying, here's all the things you're going to do, really we're just trying to give them the information for that so that the person that's giving the invite or giving the information there, they can be the one that's doing the personal tie-in. And we're encouraging everybody that's taking those to to invite somebody and, and bring them with you instead of just saying, hey, here's information. 
yeah. know, we make that that experience personal. Yeah, for sure. Did your uh, did your senior pastor have uh, much input on that, or did he just kind of say go, or, or um, you know, who's signing off on the information and what that card looks like and says? Uh, really, I'm blessed with a, a great pastor and team that that trust me. Cool. <laughs> so, you know, for that level, it's really they they um, entrust me to figure out here here's our strategy for that. Now, last year was a great example of our pastor put a vision out in front of us of saying we really want to reach ten thousand people here this Easter. Um, and that was, a, that was a big vision. That was about, you know, maybe, I think it was about 1500 more than we had had the previous weekend, mm-hmm. uh, pre- previous Easter weekend. And so that was a good target to hit, you know, for mm-hmm. us and a goal. Um, so he really set the vision and the direction for that. And we just tried to, to enhance that and, and come around that to be able to give people the tools they needed to, um, to come and come and bring the friends. And any so, really cool, uh, any really cool, um, you know, with that goal, with that very specific goal, was there anything in particular that you felt like your team really hit it out of the park? Like, Hey, we had this goal and what we did right here was a perfect matchup to, to, to meet that goal. Yeah. Two, two things that worked the best, I think for us were one, we didn't just focus on the adults. We actually, our secret weapon, um, at our church. And I think a lot of churches that is actually untapped is the kids. And so we tried, we created a 3d experience for the kids ministry and gave them their own invite cards and gave them their own content and stuff so that they are the ones saying, um, you know, they're the ones inviting their friends cause they wanted to experience this. So that ended up not only reaching more kids, but, guess who was bringing those kids is those parents. And yeah. so they come into our service and that became a, a big piece of our promotion um, to not only bring the kid, but bring the family. So that piece was good. And I think the, we really focused um, our video promo was really simple. It almost felt like a movie trailer. Um, and we really designed that around our, our one desired outcome for that promo was um, we wanted people to say, I need to be there for that. And we wanted them to share it with their friends on, on social media. And it's a very unique, hard little niche that you can do on social media for videos to actually get people to share it. Not, yeah. not many people share the pastor sitting there for 10 minutes talking about their vision for Easter. Yeah. They do share things that emotionally connect with them and, and are visually engaging and, and something that um, they're excited about and want to share with their friends. So we really targeted the video content around that. And then we saw, we saw a lot of shares and, and used that as kind of our, our key marketing piece to just build buzz and awareness for Easter. Something that I just read, um, I think it was on um, Daniel, Daniel, shoot, I can't, I don't know how to say his last name. Daniel Girardier, I think is his name. Um, but I found it on Twitter and he was talking about ways to get around, um, ways to get around how Facebook is limiting the reach um, unless you pay for stuff. And it was a really great post, and I'll, I'll put it um, in the show notes here. But, uh, but one thing that he said, and I, I hadn't really thought about it, but it made a lot of sense. Often when we do a video um, and we're hoping to get people to share it, we're, we're uploading it to YouTube or Vimeo and then just placing that link. Um, he did some experimentation, and he actually found that if you upload the video directly to Facebook – that your reach is going to be your organic reach is going to be wider than it would be if you just pasted a link, and that just goes back to um, how Facebook wants you to stay in their yes, environment as long as possible. So, um, so you know that's 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 a great piece of hey, we want to make a video that's easy for people to share. That's actually going to be, you know, 
something that people care about. They don't care about a pastor that they don't know sitting down talking about something that they've never heard about. But yeah. if you're going to go all that, go through all that effort to make something that's visually engaging and exciting, um, you know, maximize the reach as much as possible. Well, the game has changed, I think, especially in Facebook because of how they're doing edge rank and doing how, what shows up in your in your newsfeed. Yeah. Um, for a while, we could get away with posting, you know, almost as many times as we want. And probably get three or four thousand on our total reach for our, our, our Facebook page. Yeah, that's really dropped mm-hmm. um, significantly because of how they how they handle that. So we we've been changing our strategy a, little, a lot around posting things early in the day or posting things at key times where people will be on that are, and we're trying to get people to like it and share it. Um, just by the nature of that post, so that it will it will increase the exposure of that. We have to right now. We haven't actually paid for any Facebook ads or anything really? like that, and have just relied on trying to craft our content around it being something that we'll share, so that it does it more organically than doing something that we have to pay for. Oh, now so, we need to change that at some point, but yeah. so far that's been successful for us. All right. So I hope that that feels like it was uh, cut off a little abruptly. And the reason that I hope that is because I did cut it off abruptly. Phil has got some great stuff that he shares uh, in the remainder of this uh, conversation. And so what I'm going to do is we're going to cut this off for now, but I will be airing the rest of my conversation with Phil. And guys, uh, the section that we talk about right after where I cut it off, it, it gets really, really good. Phil's got some great uh, insight and um I don't know if I've got great insight, but I share a little bit of what I'm doing as well uh, at our church and what's been working for us as it as it relates to Easter, uh, but more specifically as it relates to social media. So, uh, so don't leave us. Uh, subscribe to the podcast. Go to iTunes. Subscribe if you're using Stitcher or, or an Android device. Um, subscribe uh, using those apps and uh, and and tune in. There's going to be a lot of really good stuff, and I really, I really don't want you to miss it uh, for two reasons. One, because I think you can really benefit from the material that we're going to be covering. But two, uh, like I said earlier, I, I really want to have a two-way conversation here. If there is a topic that you really would like to hear from, and and, and you know you want us to dedicate an entire episode to, let me know. Again, find me on Twitter at DaveShrine.com. And let me know exactly uh, what we might be able to do in an episode that would help you where you're at. Uh, This is all about building the kingdom of God together. And if there's a way that we can use this podcast to help your church where you're at, uh, speak up, say something, because um, that's what we're here for. All right. This is about 15 minutes. I told the CFCC people that this would be about five minutes, so I'm about 10 minutes over. But you know what? That's okay. Uh, The bandwidth uh, doesn't cost a whole lot of money. MP3s are small, so I think we can afford an extra 10 minutes. I hope you enjoyed this, guys. Be tuning in, guys and gals. Uh, Got to get that straight there. Guys and gals, be tuning in because we will be having a second, count it, one, two, a second preview episode coming up in the next little bit i'm not going to tell you when you got to subscribe to the uh subscribe to the podcast to make sure that you're there all right god bless you and we will talk to you soon shrine out Mm -hmm.